we then kind of begin to fudge a little bit on on ourselves, on, on on maintaining our own spiritual vitality. And so it's important that we remember that this is much about who we are, our character, as it is about what we accomplish. Do you need a spiritual spark? Are you feeling run down or run over? Are you ready to eliminate the spiritual ups and downs? This is Fresh Faith in Real Life. Let's restore life in your walk with Christ. We'll dive into our featured guest interviews, biblical devotional thoughts, answers to your questions, and more. Your walk with Christ isn't meant to be a performance. It's all about relationship. Let's get to know Jesus and experience fresh faith in real life. Here's John Fugler. Merry Christmas and welcome to episode number five. Coming up on this episode, our guest shares powerful habits that deepen his walk with Christ, Jesus' awesome work of restoration in our lives, a life lesson about really knowing the Prince of Peace, character crisis, and how to deal with it, starting your 21-day Fresh Faith experience, and how you can win our December contest and snag a complete library of devotionals. This is Fresh Faith and Real Life, a ministry of Fresh Faith 24-7, where we lead you on a path to freedom from the bondage of performance Christianity. And today, you'll meet someone who's experiencing fresh faith in real life. Hi, I'm John Fugler. I'm a recovering performaholic for Jesus. I'm an author, a husband, a father, a grandfather, but most importantly... I want to know Jesus more each day, and I cling to these words from the Apostle Paul. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. You find that in Philippians 3.8. I'm also the director of Fresh Faith 24-7, a movement of believers desperate to know Jesus. We lead you on a path to freedom from the bondage of performance Christianity. So if you're stuck in your walk with Christ, visit Fresh Faith 24-7 and join our life-changing membership. The price is right. It's complimentary. Oh, Christmas, 10 days away. Yes, we're almost there. And if you're listening to this podcast closer to Christmas, then, uh, well, it's rushing up on you. And i got a question as we get ready for Christmas. Uh, are you experiencing the Prince of Peace these days <laughs> in the rush of Christmas? Ah, you know, he, he came. He came so we could have peace. And I got to tell you, uh, I have my own personal experience about that. Uh, the unexpected happened yesterday. Honestly, I've been trying to record this episode for a full day. <laughs> and I was ready, sat down yesterday. The phone rang and it was my wife. And she said, uh, John, we've got a problem. And I knew she had taken the car out and she was going for a drive. And I just got that feeling something happened. There was an accident. And what did happen is her tire blew out, front right tire blew out. Thankfully, it wasn't on the, the highway, but it was more on a side road. And she was able to pull over into safety. But I uh, stopped and went over there and we went through the process for two or three hours of getting everything resolved and getting the tire changed and taking it to a tire store. And well, it was a long story. But in the midst of that, I got to tell you, honestly, I was thinking in the back of my mind, I've got to record this, this podcast. And I was getting more anxious as it went along. And the Prince of Peace, I was thinking about the Prince of Peace this Christmas. Uh, I wasn't experiencing that kind of peace. 
And yet, as time went along, just kind of calmed down and realized, hey, this isn't the end of the world. Schedules changed and be thankful for a lot of things. She wasn't hurt. She, the tire blew right near a gas station. We were able to pull in there, get the tire changed, fill it with air. Um, and I could just relax. And it's okay if I didn't get my plans done. Well, how about your plans as we zero in on Christmas? So many things happen. It's a pretty intense time. And that's why I ask, are you experiencing the Prince of Peace? I'd like to hear your story. Have you uh, come across some things that the unexpected, things that are interfering with the peace and joy of Christmas? Let me know. John at FreshFaith247.com. Thank you for your comments in the first few episodes of uh, Fresh Faith in Real Life. Got some encouragement. Thank you very much uh, for letting me know uh, about the podcast, the things you like, things you'd like to see different. Uh, you can email me and communicate with me and we'll Make those changes, and we'll keep doing the things that you really love and what connect with you. I want to point you to Jesus and help you in that, that relationship with Christ. We all need to know Christ, as I said earlier. Again, my email address, john at freshfaith247.com. Once we celebrate Christmas, all eyes will be on 2022, and I want to help you get your year off to a fresh start with the 21-Day Fresh Faith Experience Devotional. The topics uh, relate to life, prayer and God's will, uh, building strong faith, Jesus my rescuer, and four encouraging words, just some of the topics in this devotional. You can get it free on my website, freshfaith247.com. In the menu, just click 21 Day and download the 21 Day Fresh Faith Experience. It comes with a free membership in Fresh Faith 24-7 as well. I'd say uh, Fresh Faith 24-7 is a membership-based ministry that centers on the simple practice of knowing Christ. It affects your whole life. One of the benefits is our Fresh Bread Live every Monday and Thursday morning. Enjoy that getting together and spending just a few minutes getting the day started focusing on the Lord Jesus and getting into the Word a little bit. FreshFaith247.com and click on 21 Day for your 21-day Fresh Faith experience. Go there right now and download it. Let's continue on the theme of the Prince of Peace as we dive into a short devotional thought. There used to be a, a car called the Gremlin. Do you remember the Gremlin? <laughs> Maybe you had one. It had a bad reputation because it broke down all the time. Or simply, it's because of its name. I don't know why they would choose that name. That was puzzling because the word had been associated with mechanical failures since the early 1940s. In World War II, pilots blamed aircraft breakdowns on Gremlins. And those Gremlins have gotten a bad rap ever since. And this month, uh, we sing about the Prince of Peace. But as I referred in my own life, in the rush and pressures of the month, and you might be feeling those, peace can be the furthest thing from reality, can it? I've been thinking about something lately called uh, soul peace, that, that deep, heartfelt peace. And when it comes to soul peace, it's not always the big things that attack us. It's the little things that mount up and bother us, resulting in discord and anxiety, the little things like a blown tire, that's not a tiny thing, but it was, it was a little thing in the, in the scope of, of overall life. And alone, these little things don't have much effect, but one after another, they chip away at our peace, don't they? 
You may have been experiencing that in the last few days. Now, here's how gremlins can, can sink us as we start the day. Okay, think about this. The alarm doesn't go off, so you're immediately 15 minutes late. So gremlins must have gotten into your phone and unset your alarm overnight. The, the shirt you planned on wearing today has vanished. Ah, the gremlins came into your closet and they stole it. The kids sat down to breakfast and the milk's down to the last drop. The gremlins drank it overnight while everybody was sleeping. Now someone has to run to the store for a half gallon. You're not even on your way to work or taking the kids to school and you're 40 minutes behind schedule. So the tension builds. You're anxious. You're impatient with the kids. You're hurrying. You're miffed. Whatever piece you started with is gone. You know that Christmas piece, Christmas is coming up. So Prince of Peace, we're supposed to experience peace and joy. And you got to be wondering what other gremlins are waiting for you this morning. (laughs) I bet you're glad that uh, Christmas vacation is coming for the kids and maybe this will settle down. You don't have to be somewhere. Uh, That's a humorous but real example of how little things can affect our relationship with God and especially chase peace and joy from our lives. Little things aren't a big deal, but they seem to, uh, they seem like it at that time. You know, Uh, there are other larger things that are enemies of our soul peace as well. And they're much more significant than an empty milk carton, like financial stress, uh, illness, a toxic relationship, unemployment, loss of a loved one. These are big things. But whether it's serious or small, the results can be the same. It's that, that discord in our heart that ruins our peace. Restoring peace in our soul comes down to trusting that Jesus is bigger than our issue. And call out these enemies of soul peace and affirm that they are subject to Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15, 27 says that God has put everything under Jesus' feet. (laughs) Jesus has all authority. (laughs) He is the prince of peace. As strange as it may seem, It helps to verbally acknowledge this truth whenever something gets in the way and it intrudes, tries to wipe out our peace. We shouldn't let things mount up. If it's one big or or little thing that's destroying our peace in our soul, let's keep coming to Jesus with it. Not only is he Lord over everything, he'll come alongside us. With those thoughts on how to approach Christmas, alongside the Prince of Peace. And I know it's busy times. Let's move on to our next segment, which is our featured interview. And I talked with our guest not too long ago as he shared about how he experiences intimacy with Jesus. Dr. Marvin Newell, he's a dad, he's a grandfather, he's also an author, he's a missions leader, spent over 40 years engaged in Christian missions, and he's held a number of leadership positions. He's uh, currently the executive director of the Alliance for the Unreached. I serve alongside Marv in the Alliance as we raise the awareness of taking the gospel to those who have never heard. We recorded this on video, and I might refer to seeing Marvin there, uh, and it's part of our curriculum and training inside our membership, our Fresh Faith 24-7 membership. So let's go to that conversation with Marv. You're living right now. Uh, I look in, in the back there, and I see a little bit of wood in the background. Uh, <laughs> and I wouldn't be far off by saying that you live in a log cabin now, right? 
Uh, yes, I do. Actually, my wife and I decided that for our retirement home, we would uh, build a log home. And uh, we, we did that about a year and a half ago. And so we're living uh, in a little bit different environment than most people live in, but we're pretty much uh, re we're really enjoying it here in the southwest corner of Michigan. Well, if it weren't for the internet and, and Zoom and Facebook and all those other things, you really would be alone, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I think we would be. <laughs> Talk about the opposite of the missions world where you're out there all the time. And, uh, but you still keep serving. And that's what I, I love about you as you're such a, a servant of the Lord. And uh, for the last several years, you and I have been serving together with the Alliance for the Unreached, where you head that up now. And a third of us, what is a third of us? A third of us is actually a brand name that's sponsored by the Alliance for the Unreached. So there is a connection there for our listeners to, to understand. One third of humanity does not have access to the gospel. And so, so we want to bring awareness of that, John. And although we're still focused on the unreached, as we call them the unreached, we're also calling them now a third of us, a third of humanity with no access to the gospel of Jesus Christ. A third of humanity, no access to the gospel, denied access. 70,000 people a day dying without Christ is what another statistic is. And I would encourage you to go to a third of us.com, find out more. And we urge you to pray for those who have no access to the gospel. Pray for a third of us. And you can join that prayer movement at a third of us. And speaking of that name, you adopted that for an upcoming book that you've got coming out that really could help us unpack this whole concept. The whole idea is to help the church understand how we can go about reaching the third of humanity, the three billion people uh, we're talking about that have no access to the gospel. And um, we're just hoping that it will be something that we can put in a lot of people's hands to help them see the theology behind why we want to reach a third of us, the words of Jesus behind telling us to go reach those unreached peoples, and then statistics that show just how much still needs to be done. You know, people think, well, there's missionaries in every country of the world. Why do you want to send more missionaries to these world? Well, people need to understand that every nation of the world have little nations within them, and they're blocks of people that still are unreached. And so the task before us is still very monumental, and uh, we're just trying to get that word out through the, uh, through the book. Uh, we're talking about fresh faith here, fresh faith 24-7, having consistent fresh faith with Christ. And uh, just to think a third of humanity, not even knowing who Jesus is. Uh, those of us here who are watching, it's like we have that relationship with Jesus we're trying to cultivate. What a privilege to actually know Jesus. And a third of humanity not even knowing about Jesus. We really need to be good stewards of this relationship with our Savior uh, Marv, as I asked you to come on here uh, for a reason, because you've been involved in missions for so many years, you've been involved in Christian service for so many years. And I know, as for me, I served the Lord, and I got to a point where that service was equated to my relationship. So if my service was going well, my relationship was going well. Is that something that you ever struggled with in these 40 plus years? Or am I the only one? <laughs> You know, the devil's out to throw a monkey wrench into everyone's life and to invalidate us. And we need to be very, very um, much attuned to our spiritual well-being as we lead others. And, mm. and so many times we fall to the default of 
what we're accomplishing and what we're doing. And that's easy thing to do because we can see all that. But we then kind of begin to fudge a little bit on, on ourselves, on, on, on maintaining our own spiritual vitality. And so it's important that we remember that, that it's as much about who we are, our character, as it is about what we accomplish. How do you overcome that? How do you keep from service becoming your, your God almost and that relationship with Christ falling back? Well, you know, it, it says in Galatians uh, chapter five that we are to keep in step with the spirit. You know, after he goes through the fruits of the spirit and he says, keep in step with the spirit. And the only way you can do that is by communing with God through the spirit, John. And so, you know, the Holy Spirit needs to be very, very much part of your life and what you're doing. And that just doesn't automatically come to you necessarily. You need to actually then access that on a daily basis. So, you know, he asked, how do I do that? Um, I don't have any big secret about how it's done. It's just the problem of consistency of doing it well. Um, but let me give you a couple of steps of what, what, uh, what I do. First of all, um, yeah, I start my day off with uh, private devotions and have a devotional time, scripture reading and prayer. I've never been good on journaling and, and doing journaling. I know a lot of people do that, and I, I commend them for that. I think that's a great thing to do, but I, I just have that, uh, you know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes of um, personal time like that. But that's not the end of it. You know, uh, we read in the book of Daniel that Daniel opened his windows and prayed three times to the Lord. And it's, I, I think that uh, a, a believer should, <clears throat> excuse me, should um, have at least three or so times of a day with the Lord. And so my wife and I, we, at the end of breakfast, we eat breakfast together every morning and we have a devotional time together at that point. And you know, if you can't have devotions with your own spouse, then something's wrong. I mean, there's communication problems and things going on evidently, you know, that, that keeps that from happening. And so um, we, we listen to a devotional uh, on uh, a podcast every morning, and then we pray for missionaries, uh, directly for missionaries at that time, as well as our family. But that's not the end of it, John. At the evening after our supper, we again have a prayer time where we pray again specifically for each member of our family and do that together. And so, you know, those touch points throughout the day, you know, it's not like it's one and done in the morning, but it's something that we do and we do it together. When, when my kids were growing up in my home, they're now married and gone. Um, we made sure that we had family devotions after supper every evening. Uh, one of the requirements of our house is that everybody had to be there for supper. And they liked that actually, they thanked us for that. <clears throat> and then after supper, we would have a time of family devotion. So uh, now that they're no longer here, my wife and I just kind of do that ourselves. So, you know, the idea of just doing this throughout the day is, is very important. And let me go back and say one more thing about the uh, in the morning, starting the day. You know, I believe it was Hudson Taylor who said that uh, I tune my instrument before I join the orchestra for the day. And he's, you know, he's talking about you know, living the rest of the day, uh, he, tuning himself through his quiet time with the Lord before he goes out and begins to do the, the task of the day. Um, that's a very important thing to do. 
I love that. Uh, what you're talking about is thing I came away with that is it takes effort, it takes effort. You got to be intentional. Secondly, the variety. Uh, and I guess the third thing is it's not always just you and the Lord when you, when you bring your wife into it and there's that dynamic, it's a different dynamic than when you're sitting in your nice log cabin out in the uh, <laughs> yeah. woods and the quiet, <laughs> just picturing where you're right. at. It's wonderful. But it's different yes. when it's one-on-one than it is with your wife. But I, I can see how that is such a, a fresh time. Uh, so you got to have that, that variety while at the same time you have to have discipline. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and um, the variety is important. Um, and I try to change things up as well. Uh, John, besides doing that, um, in the evenings when we both go to bed, we, we both read the scriptures um, separately. Uh, and, and this month I've done something different instead of, I've read through Genesis one through 12, you know, the very beginning of, and now I've, I'm taking a commentary and reading through the commentary on those chapters to try to, you know, get a deeper understanding of them. So it's just, you know, another learning time, another flex, um, uh, uh way of, of doing devotions. Um, so, uh, I mean, that's easy to do as well. Also, John, I tried to, um, I don't try to, I do do this. I, I read a spiritual formation book every month. Um, they're always coming off, you know, the publishers. And so there's really good stuff that's out there. So I, um, I read one a month and usually write a book summary on that book on spiritual formation as well. So give our, uh, give me and our viewers some suggested titles that we could be looking for. Oh, Put you on the spot here, yeah, right? You know, my memory is kind of short, but uh, you know, um, one that really impacted me a couple months ago was um, "Gentle and Lowly," um, written by, and I sorry I forgot his name, but it's a famous guy. But just focusing on the the gentle character of Jesus, um, man, that was really really impacting. Very very good. Or another one is Delighting in the Trinity, uh, read a few years ago, uh, Michael Reeves. So what do you gather from, from these spiritual formation books? How do you take it from just being an academic exercise into being part of your, your spiritual life and deepening your walk with Christ? Yeah, you know, John, um, it's one thing to read a book. It's another thing to go through and highlight it and then cut and paste all those highlights and put them in a summary and then read through the summary. It just kind of solidifies it uh, more in, uh, in your life by doing that than just saying, oh, I read the book on whatever. Um, and then you also have, you know, a paper trail, something that you can refer back to once, it's you've, uh, once you've done that. There's more coming up in my conversation with Marv Newell. We'll get back to that. I did want to mention, as uh, we referred to the book, A Third of Us, What It Takes to Reach the Unreached by Marv. It's available now, and you can get it. I highly recommend you picking it up. You can get it as a Kindle ebook or in uh, paperback. And Check out Amazon. I'll put a link in the show notes to that as well. Highly recommend that book. Uh, before we get back, uh, just... Uh, a thought here, uh, mindset is so important these days. We can't let the world and its outlook dictate the way we think. And maybe the world is rushing around us in this Christmas season. Can we be different? We refer to the Prince of Peace 
and we need to cling to the Prince of Peace. Uh, The 21-Day Fresh Faith Experience devotional I mentioned earlier, that will help you do that. Whether you start using it now because you can get it as immediate download or you save it for the first of the year to get off to a good start the first of the year, I would encourage you to go and download that. You get it at freshfaith247.com and in the menu, just click on 21 Day. It takes you to God's truths and helps you center on Christ, and it makes a difference in your day. It's a great way to start the new year. One of the pieces, uh, just pulled an excerpt out of this about the encouragement of God's love. I say, the God of the universe, the Lord and creator of all, loves you. (laughs) If that's not downright shocking, I don't know what is. And sometimes I pinch myself to realize this truth. I can wander through my day without ever thinking about his everlasting, sacrificial, deep, unchanging love for me. When I do stop and ponder it, my heart announces, this is fabulous. Well, that's just a a part of what you'll find in the 21-day Fresh Faith experience. I really do want you to have this. Go to my website, freshfaith247.com, and click on 21 Day in the menu and download that. Also, earlier we talked about the complete devotional library that you can win. Yeah, we got that. It's our our contest that we have set up to celebrate the launch of this podcast. And you just go to that same website and click on Contest, and you enter to win the Fresh Faith New Year devotional collection, all the devotionals that I've written on faith and joy and rest, courage, encouragement, the character of Jesus, prayer. Also, you get the Corona Season Continues, A Christian Response to the Pandemic. That book is is thrown in there as well. And so please enter. You might be the winner on New Year's Day. I'm going to announce the winner live on our Fresh Faith 24-7 Facebook page. Go to freshfaith247.com, click on Contest, and you can win. Of course, you got to do it by December 31st. So please do that. We just want to flood you with all this great material and resources to help you center on Jesus. Remember, we're a movement of believers desperate to know Jesus. That's what Fresh Faith 24-7 is all about, and I want you to be part of that with us. Well, more with Dr. Marv Newell. Let's go back to that interview. What character qualities of his just off the top of your head, jump out at you, that you, as you fall in love with Jesus, what parts of him, what elements, does identities jump out at you? I mean, <laughs> what, what doesn't when you think about it? But, you know, in Hebrews chapter 13, the writer said this, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. And then he says, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Now, Jesus is one of our leaders. And wouldn't it be great to imitate his faith uh, in the way that he lived his life? And um, I would say the compassion that Jesus exhibited in almost every circumstance um, when he dealt with humanity is is very much appealing to me because I I am not a naturally compassionate person. (laughs) And to see that... He was patiently compassionate with uh, with so many people. Uh, it, it just astounds you to think, why, why doesn't he get mad at these people or tell them off or whatever? He, uh, he was very much uh, able to see beyond, <clears throat> I think, 
the circumstances in their lives and have compassion on people. So, um, yeah, I mean, that is the great commandment, is it not to uh, love your neighbor as yourself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you go through times of spiritual dryness you have over the years. How, how do you deal with that? How do you get back? Well, you know, John, um, we all are tempted to let our guard down. Um, and that's a constant struggle. And here I am. I just turned 70 a couple of months ago. Wow. And, and I am not any further along not being tempted to let my guard down than I was when I was 35 or 40 or whatever years old. And, um, you know, we all have this testing in our lives. I think that Satan intends that testing to defile us and destroy us. Jesus, on the other hand, allows that to refine us and to build us up. And so, you know, which path are we going to choose? Uh, the one of refining and building up. Um, hopefully that's the way we're going to go. And um, we just need to constantly be remembering to, to do that in our lives. Too many people, too many leaders, John, and you know, some of the big name leaders that recently uh, have not finished well. I don't want to be that kind of a person. And um, I remember Billy Graham. I, I was back a missionary in Indonesia. I would get Christianity Today. And when Billy Graham turned 70, Christiane Today did an interview on him. And I still remember this phrase in that interview. He, he said, I just, I just pray that I will in no way dishonor my God. And he was a 70-year-old guy at that time. And I'm, I'm reading this thinking, wow. I mean, who doesn't struggle with maybe doing something that would dishonor God? And Billy Graham is saying at age 70, Satan can trip us up in so many different areas, you know, so many different ways that... He could pry into our lives and make us uh, not credible any longer. And that's really, really a problem for so many people. Hey, can I give you a little um, spiritual leadership equation that I've come up yeah, with? Yes, that do I, it. I think might be helpful, if, if you don't mind. Yep. Um, basically, it's this. This equation is very simple. Character plus competence equals confidence. Let me say that again. Character plus Competence equals confidence. And what I mean is this, is that we can be confident as a leader, uh, actually in three different ways, if we take care of our character and we're also astute with our, with our competence in the area that God has asked us to lead. <clears throat> but first of all, confidence in yourself. You know that things are well with you and with others and with God, and you have confidence to just continue on simply because you know pretty much everything is as well as they should be in, in your spiritual life. Secondly, there's confidence by others in you. They look at you and they see that you are a person of character and also competent. And so therefore they have confidence in you and give you roles of leadership, things to do because they say this guy, you know, seems to be well qualified for this, both in his character and and also in the way that he can do the job. But thirdly, I think that there's a confidence that God has in you, that as, as you prove yourself in your character, in your confidence, that God has confidence in you, and he's going to open doors of opportunity, probably take you beyond what you were ever thinking that you would ever do in life. I know that's been true of my life. I, I certainly never, ever thought I'd end up where I have in some leadership roles uh, now I say, you know, look back after 70 years, but 
God gave me many good things. And I'm not saying that I have perfectly lived that e equation, but the equation I believe really, really works. And you we know, people can fail in their character and no one will have confidence in them any longer. Mm -hmm. But if they fail in, comp in their competency, well, they might get demoted or pushed on to something else, but they're still usable by, by God. But we dare not compromise our character. That is the anchor, the core of what we really are in the way that we can be used by God in his ministries. And I like that you, you focused on that because that is where that relationship with Christ comes in. And we can really be fooling other people and fooling ourselves when we're out there serving, we're out there doing for Jesus, we're, we're living life, whether it be in the workplace or in the church or in public and ministry, wherever it might be. But yeah. we know that there's it, we're hollow inside because of our character, and, and we haven't fueled that character with Jesus. Uh, yeah. And we can get out there and be confident, a false confidence, pride yeah. cometh before a fall, because yeah. we got it backwards. We don't right. have that character first, that relationship first. It, it's like we wouldn't dare go out and, uh, on the competence side, we wouldn't dare go out and do something that we are so ill fit for skills wise. Right. I wouldn't, wouldn't go out and try to play major league baseball without years of preparation for that. And maybe that's an extreme, but really on the, on the character side, we need to be prepared and we need to be, be built by Christ. So I, I, I really see how that, that relationship, the core of it is that relationship with Jesus. Oh, it certainly is John, you know, it, and I've seen this proven over and over again in so many different, different instances. I could give you story after story of leaders that have failed. And you know what? They didn't fail in their competency. They failed in their character. Mm. And so, um, yeah, we, we just need to remember that there needs to be the balance between the two. You can't have the one without the other. Speak to the person have... who's watching right now who knows that there's a character flaw, there's a sin or a sin habit, <clears throat> uh, there's a secret, and they know it's there. Yeah. And they, they, now as we're talking, they're thinking, I've got to deal with it. What do you say to that person? Well, you need to just take them back to the very basics of spirituality and say, hey, you know, you need to live a life of integrity. And uh, if, if you are falling in this area, for instance, take something very, very common, say pornography. If you are being just overcome by something like that, you, you need to take steps to rectify that, or that's going to eventually destroy you, and your ministry is going to be zero uh, after a bit. Um, it's just just true, John, that after a while, all of it comes to light. Well, that's a heavy note to end on. Wow, what a conversation with Marv. There are so many takeaways from that. Uh, you may have taken some notes or made some mental notes, but there is so much richness in that. I'd like to pull out one thing in each of our interviews, uh, one thing that, that rose to the surface for me, and maybe it did you, but it's this, uh, to be disciplined to spend time with God. We talk about intimacy with the Lord. We talk about seeking Jesus, knowing Jesus. It doesn't just happen. And that's what I got out of this conversation with Marv. He talked about three times a day to have that discipline three times a day, morning, daytime, evening. He shared how he does that with his family, uh, with his wife, 
uh, and also that alone time with the Lord. I appreciated the variety. He's, he's not stuck in any one way. That's important as we pursue Jesus and we get to know Jesus. If we get stuck, then we lose the relationship and it just becomes that, that doing and we miss that depth of relationship with Jesus. I was impressed by the variety. So you got the variety, but you also have the discipline of spending time with the Lord. That's uh, the one big thing I got out of that interview. If you have a question, if you have a comment, uh, something you heard in this episode, please let me know. Starting in January, we'll be answering questions. We'll be reading the comments. You can reach me at john at freshfaith247.com. I want to hear from you. I've been starting to hear from some of you. Thank you for your comments, and thank you for your questions. But submit your question, whatever it might be, about intimacy with Christ, relationship with Christ. I mentioned that I've uh, a recovering performaholic for Jesus, and you might be in that state too, or you want to get out of being that performaholic for Jesus, and you want to enter into a deeper relationship. You might have a question about that things that we can address in this podcast or just a comment, go ahead and uh, email me, john at freshfaith247.com. I'd really like to hear what you thought of the things that Marv had to say. What'd you think about some of the comments and some of the teaching that he had for us in this episode? Let me know. Okay. There's a link to my uh, email as well in the show notes. I try to make those show notes as complete as possible. Well, that's it for this week. Next Wednesday, we'll be back. And I leave you with this thought that we need to be on the path to intimacy with Christ. Otherwise, our faith will grow cold. We've got to be on that path. And the core content of Fresh Faith 24-7 is the Freedom Path Training. I'm committed to leading you on that path, on that path to intimacy. And if you'd like to check that out, go to the website, join for free. Begin watching the videos that walk you through that path to freedom and get in there and just dive in. So till next week, have a great week. And remember, the Prince of Peace rules (laughs) and we need to be in relationship with him. Merry Christmas.